constantly spitting out long brown streams of tobacco juice. The red lights gleaming off his gold chief's badge made it look a bit like a party favor, sparkling and dancing. I heard you were running for mayor, the chief managed, between tobacco spits. Richard was silently thankful the wind wasn't blowing. I thought perhaps we could get a cup of coffee and chat. Richard felt obligated to the chief for not writing him a ticket and was surprised by the invitation and the fact that the chief even knew who he was. Sure, chief, how about uh, Moe's diner? We can even get a couple donuts. A slight smile touched the chief's lips, but never went near his eyes. That's funny. I like a mayor with a sense of humor. See you at Moe's, said the chief as he turned away and headed for the squad car. He let fly with another stringy wad of tobacco juice, without ever breaking stride. Richard walked into Moe's diner just slightly ahead of the chief. The smells of grease and coffee assaulted Richard's nose as the two men made their way past the lunch counter and its cracked red cushioned stools, past the cluster of tables, and toward one of the half a dozen or so worn and cozy-looking booths against the far wall. They were barely seated when the waitress appeared, order pad at the ready. Like the chief, she wore white. In place of a badge, she sported a hairnet. The chief ordered coffee, black, and ordered it with a jut of the chin, suggesting he thought ordering black coffee made him tough. He grinned when Richard ordered tea. I like to keep tabs on who's running for mayor. Looks like this election is down to you and Denny Horton. Denny's wife is already on the town council, and between you and me, she's a real pain in my ass, so I'm not feeling any desire to have him be my boss. You, on the other hand, I don't know anything about. How do you feel about us police? Do you know what your duties will be if you are elected? And most importantly, what kind of changes am I in for? Richard took his time before responding, and answered in his newly assumed politician's voice. I studied pre-law in college with a minor in law enforcement. Plus, while I was in college, I was a part-time police officer right here in Gannister under Chief Brandon, your predecessor. So I have a tremendous respect for the job. My goal is not to make a lot of changes, but to keep things running smoothly. My ultimate goal is to use this as an entry into the larger world of politics so I can quit selling insurance. The position of mayor of Gannister is not my ultimate career goal. As you may or may not know, you will be responsible for the police department's budget, and that sack of shit borough manager seems to get it cut back every year, Chief Bollinger responded immediately, and with not just a pinch of venom. I need more part-time and full-time officers, and by God, I need a raise. I can't live on this salary. Are you going to be fighting for us, or is it going to be the same old stuff? Well, Chief, uh, may I call you Chief? That's what I answer to. I hope to work towards improving the police department, and I would be glad to pursue a raise for you, but first I have to get on the ballot and get elected. Till that happens, there isn't anything I can do. The Chief sat silent for a few minutes and sipped his coffee. Then he looked Richard right in the eye and announced, I think I like you. You're sure as hell a better choice than that Horton fellow. What do you uh, need yet to get listed on the ballot? Actually, I was just running around town trying to get the final signatures. Well, let me give you a hand. Do you have an extra petition? I just happen to have one, Chief, and would really appreciate your assistance. I need to get them filed next Wednesday at the courthouse. As soon as Richard handed the petition to the Chief, the Chief removed his pen from his pocket and signed it. Richard was impressed and pleased. Let me see a few people, get you a few signatures, and I'll get back to you. Richard's shoulders relaxed as he felt a wave of relief. He was tired of knocking on doors and wasn't sure he was going to find enough local Republicans to sign the crazy petitions to get on the ballot. Richard thought about his lovely wife, Pamela, on the way home. His slacks were already uncomfortably tight when he came through the door. There was no need for Viagra in this household. He enticed her back to the bedroom, kissed her first on her full soft lips, then on the nap of her neck below her ear. 
As his lips moved down her neck, his hands moved under the blouse and worked on the hooks of her bra. With the loosened bra giving him access, he softly caressed her fabulous, warm, soft breasts. Unable to resist, he lifted her blouse and kissed her breasts while his roaming hands made their way down past her smooth, flat stomach and under the waistband of her skirt and bikini panties until he felt her soft, fine pubic hair between his fingers. They made love until they were sweaty and no longer able to go on. Blue Hole, Chapter 2 the chief left the restaurant, sat in his police cruiser, and using different ink pens and pencils, filled in a dozen different signatures on Richard's petition. He needed Richard to be mayor. He also believed in always having the upper hand. A little leverage. He smiled as he signed the petition, thinking once again he would have his boss right where he wanted him. After all, it was by having something to hold over the heads of those in control of his future that he...